2: FNC. the final hour of the Nick Wilson Show is here. If you missed any of it, one, how dare you? Two, WFNZ.com for the full hours, interviews, bits. The bit with Beth today was raucous. Charming Our chots, guys, was, it, it, it may have crossed a line earlier today. Check it out, WFNZ.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the Nick Wilson Show podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. In the meantime, we are waiting for Steve Clifford to step to the podium for his is it reintroductory? It's not an introductory press conference. We've seen this one before. The reintroductory press conference with the Charlotte Hornets. So, at, at any point here, we're going to cut to the press conference. And I really want to restate this Steve Clifford is a good basketball coach. You don't go to the playoffs in Charlotte and Orlando if you're a slappy. But I'll finish that thought because we got Steve Clifford stepping
3: up to the mic now for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I'd like to start by thanking Michael, Mitch, Curtis, uh, Buzz for the opportunity to come back. Uh, This is an exciting time for this franchise, Uh, a lot of talent, uh, a roster capable of doing something exceptional uh, with a fan base that I know is hungry for playoff success so I'm anxious to be part of that, Uh, ecstatic to be back and Anxious to get started, to be honest. So, thank you.
2: All right, we're going to turn things over to questions from the media members in attendance. If you have a question, uh, please raise your hand. We'll get a microphone over to you. And we'll start with Will Polacic from Sports Radio FNC. Please also identify uh, what outlet you're from. Coach Clifford, welcome back to Charlotte. In terms of What made you want to come back to this organization and this franchise? What was your thought process like in order to try and decipher your desire for this position?
3: Uh, A a number of things. Um, You know, one, I enjoyed the city, the fans here before. Uh, This is an owner that even when I left, I stayed in touch with. I feel I can work I worked well with before I feel good about um, Mitch and I have also stayed in touch. Um, I've worked for him before I feel very comfortable with him and when you're the coach, there's nothing more important than you know those two relationships uh, it's uh it's a young roster with a lot of potential and um, a lot of room for growth so uh, again, I think there's the opportunity here to do something exceptional. And if I could follow up, anytime you part with an organization, there's always kind of those
2: residual hard feelings. How did you reconcile those to want to come back here?
3: Yeah, to be honest with you, um, you know, when I left here, uh, you know, frankly, it was time. You know, I'd been here five years, uh, we'd gone two years in a row without without making the playoffs and uh, I think five years in one city in this league is is actually a pretty good run so when it happened uh I mean I don't know if I agreed with the decision but I totally understood and that's that's the kind of the nature of being a coach in this league
0: Cliff Uh, Scott Fowler from the Charlotte Observer welcome back thanks what uh are you a different coach than you were when we last saw you four years ago? And if so, where do you think fans will see the differences? Well, I like
3: to think so. Um, I think as you, i going to phrase this the right way, Mitch, as you get older, you know, um, I think the one thing that you learn is what doesn't change about your life is, you know, you want to evolve and get better at what you do. So I've coached a lot more games. Uh, than I had when I was here. Uh, I worked with another management team that I enjoyed doing. That dynamic was different too. I think you learn a lot from that. This league has changed greatly. Uh, the way we're playing at both ends of the floor is a lot different than I was here. Um, and the one thing I love, you know, I love the NBA game. I love to study it. Uh, and. Uh, So I think that, uh, I don't know if if I would say dramatic, but I definitely view the game differently than I did when I was here before.
0: And if I could follow up, uh, you will have a weapon in LaMelo ball that's pretty unique. I wonder what style of play you're going to utilize uh, to maximize him and your other players, and and will your style, your pace of play be any different, do you think?
3: Yeah, well, Mitch and I have had... Detailed conversations about this is we're going to play offensively, I think, with a very similar emphasis uh, of, you know, like they played these past couple of years. Offense is so much starts with playing to the strengths of your best players. And he's a great talent uh, with a passion for the game and a flair for playing in the open court. And we want to take advantage of that. Uh, we're playing quicker as a league, league-wide, than we did when I was here before. Uh, so what we want to do is build on what was, I believe, the eighth-best offense in the NBA. And if we're going to have playoff success, we don't have to just improve the defense. You know, and everybody's saying, you know, all you got to do is get better on defense. You know, we we need to improve in all areas. So need to get to maybe top five or six in offense, improve the defense, and that'll give us a chance to win.
1: With right here, Rob, we with the trial observer. Just wondering, uh, to pick it back on that a little bit. Just the roster overall. Look at the wholeness roster. Um, what do you see in it, it so far, and how you evaluate it, kind of moving forward as you go into free agency here?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in the very beginning stages of study. Uh, so, you know, the one thing you learn about coaching in this league is you don't guess. Uh, one of the biggest things I have to do. we, we we've been meeting is to put a staff together as soon as possible to get to know the players as quickly as i can and to spend the rest of my time watching film Uh, when you as a coach the one thing you can't do in this league is guess you know you have to study uh, try to become an expert on your team and then you have a chance to put together a plan that can be successful so uh, what i see is young exciting team that's well put together uh, they fit together well. They can play a similar style. Uh, what I've seen so far that I like watching film is not just that they played up-tempo, that the ball moves. The ball doesn't stick a lot. The ball hits the paint a lot, uh, which has led to a good three, three-point shooting team and a team who gets the ball at the rim a lot. And those are two key components to playing good offense in this league. Coach, Mike said from... Uh Queen City News, if I may be so bold, how did this happen? I mean, w- were you always
2: in the mix for the job, or after the initial hire, was this as quick as it seemed to be publicly?
3: Yeah, it was quick.
0: Yeah. It was quick, you know, considering um, that we had a coach picked out right and uh, the coach changes mind and within a week you know we have a new coach so it, it may seem that it's very quick but the reality is you know when we started the search you know several months ago um, and some of this falls to me in fact uh, quite a, quite a bit of it does um, you know coach Clifford's name was discussed You know with myself buzz and um, Michael and Michael always defers the basketball decisions to me right Uh, so at the time well let me step back a little bit okay four years ago when we met and um, you know we made a, a reset change right in the organization not only the coach but a new general manager, new medical, new scouts. You know, it was all kind of new. And um, you know, I did inform Coach right, that we were making a change. But we have a relationship. And a couple of nights later, we went out to dinner. Right? Sounds a little unusual, right? You let somebody go. And then two nights later, you're, you're having dinner together, right? So he asked me um, during dinner you know, where I was going to live. And I said, well, I didn't know yet. So he said, um, I happen to have a place that I don't need anymore. <laughs> so uh, I said, okay, I'll come by and take a look, right? So I, I went by, and it's right uptown here. <laughs> it's a great spot, right? So, so I took it. Um, so now fast forward to about two months ago, right? You know, Why are we here today, and why didn't this happen two or three weeks ago? Well, to be honest with you, um, when Michael and I and Buzz talked about Coach, and he kind of left up to, up to me, uh, I was afraid that he might ask for his apartment back. <laughs> so we, we moved on. And here it is a month and a half later. You know, we figured out a way to make it work. Yeah, Steve Reed from the Associated Press. Um, so was that part of the contract? Does he get it back? It's not a part of the contract, but it was a part of the negotiation. <laughs> um, Steve, I just want to ask you, uh, this is the first time I think you've taken over a team that's, that has a winning record. You've always taken over teams that are you know, below 500. Um, you had a team here that was 48 and 34. How does this team compare to this? Do you, do you feel like there's more talent on this team than than that team? Yeah, I do. Uh,
3: younger, you know that that team we had really veteran depth. That was a big strength of that team. Um, I mean, one of the things you look for is the potential for growth. You know, as you watch film, and and uh, I think that. This is a group that can get better and better, you know, which is making progress, how quickly you make progress, uh, how balanced you can become is so important in this league. And, And so that was a good team, no question about it. They played well together. But I look at this team as, like I would say, well put together, they fit well together, and they can play a style that fits into what wins in this league right now.
0: Shiba Rojas with the Charlotte Post. Hey, hey, Steve. Um, Rojas with the start, Charlotte Post. Um, so you talked about having a young team, you know, that's on the knocking on the door of being a playoff team. Is that any extra motivation for you as a coach to get the job done?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, this – the NBA is all about winning in the playoffs. That's it, you know. So, uh, again, I think is there's no rule that says you have to have an average age to – Become mature enough or have a team game that where they can function well enough to win in the playoffs. that speaks to how you practice, how you prepare, uh, how together you become. And again, in the NBA, how balanced you play. You know how good you are in offense, how good you are in defense, how well you rebound the ball. So
0: that's after this
3: press conference is what we'll start locking into.
0: And just to follow up on that, you, um, you had a couple of top ten defenses in your first stint here. So, you know, we got the um, first round draft pick and Mark Williams who can be a defensive force on this team. How excited are you to have him and bring him into what you bring on the defensive side?
3: Very much so. And, and you know, I had the I had the uh, opportunity this year uh, to spend a weekend at Duke where I saw him practice, saw him play, watched him in the shoot around. And, the other part I like about him is I just like this whole approach. Uh, bright, hardworking, he picked things up very quickly, and those are all <laughs> traits that uh, are critical to make progress in this league.
2: Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. welcome back to the Nick Wilson Show. You just heard the first 15 minutes of Steve Clifford's re introductory press conference as the Hornets head coach. When we come back, we're going to react to what he had to say. We're going to welcome in special guest, WFNC personality, Stan Norfleet on Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Welcome back to the Nick Wilson Show. Coming up in 20 minutes... The Mark Spain real estate Pick. Baseball continues to be a fickle mistress for me and gambling. So that's coming up in about 20 minutes. We've also got What You're Burning On. But right now, the Steve Clifford press conference is still ongoing. But uh, we're going to catch you up with what you missed. Uh, But if if you guys were listening, there were some interesting things to kind of break down to go ahead and talk about it. Oh, welcome on, friend of the show, Mm -hmm. right? Friend of the station. Mm Mm-hmm. Good man, Stan Norfleet. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Appreciate you didn't, it. You'd have to agree when I was saying those things.
1: No, I was waiting for the one where you kicked me in that you know what. So I was like, he's going to say something crazy in a second. But
2: I like you, to, you're a gentleman. So because we haven't seen each other in person for... NFL draft. NFL, NFL since draft Since the NFL night. draft, yeah. uh, I'll save the insult until later in. <laughs> Till you bring some stuff that pisses me off, that's when I'll bring the insult back. But remember, I will compliment you before I give you that insult. With all due respect. With all due yeah. respect. That would be a good show name. But w- that's- If only you could name shows. Well, no, 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 a TV show. That's a TV show name.
1: That's an inside reference, Metrolina. Charlotte,
2: what's happening, man? Yeah, if you were listening six months ago, you'd get the hell out of that joke. In the meantime, uh, Fleet, we just had Steve Clifford, the reintroductory press conference, and there's a lot to take away from it. I thought one of the most important questions that mm. anybody could have answered today was, how did this hire come to be after the Kenny Atkinson stuff? And Mitch May, Mitch Kupchak, the Hornets GM, made a very funny joke, which was after he fired Steve Clifford four years ago, Um, the, sorry, what he called an organizational reset, which is a really nice way of saying we fired his ass. Mm-hmm. He then went into uh, a story about how he ended up taking over uh, the, the apartment Steve's up town. apartment and then basically just a great punchline. But didn't really tell us. And I got to be honest with you, the Hornets have a perceptional issue no longer outside of Charlotte, which has been the case since they came back. But now they have a perception issue in Charlotte. And that's changed since they fired Borrego. That was a real missed opportunity, in my opinion, for Mitch Kupchak.
1: I just think the whole, not necessarily what Steve and Mitch said or, or are saying now, if that's still going on, I just think Berego out, We, you and I have done that. Okay, then it's going to be Atkinson and how that went down. I've mm-hmm. heard you guys, you've done a great job as a station with that. I agree. But then now I'm like, okay, well, they'll go back to D'Antoni or Stotts. I preferred Stotts. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the move over D'Antoni. And then out of the blue over the weekend, you get Clifford. And I was like, it's just, it, it's odd to me. I think there is a hint of maybe... You tell me what you think. I don't want to say desperation, but like scramble. I think it's it's kind of scattershot and thrown together a little bit.
2: It's so funny that you say that because that's to me why that answer, and it ended up being a non answer, was so important. It was a non answer, though. Because that, if you say that, when he said, when Mitch Kupchak waited four months to have, or four weeks to have the press conference about firing Borrego, he was very purposeful in saying, I fired James Brego, not Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I don't believe that. And what I've heard backs up that that is not believable. I heard it was an M.J. move, So it was a very thoughtful thing. He went into that press conference knowing he was going to be asked about that sure. and made a concerted effort to send that message. There's no way he doesn't go into this press conference not knowing that answer was going to happen because let's be honest with you, it is a panic hire. It is – panic is the wrong word. You said kind of uh, – Kind of just piecemeal, thrown uh, – Thrown together. That's br- perfect. You know what I mean? It's just
1: – It's wild if, to me. If he was going to be the candidate, why wasn't he in the final three? And he didn't answer that. He he, de- he d- never came back. Mitch Kupchak did not answer that. You're right on that.
2: But what I find really frustrating is you took four weeks to have a press conference to not tell us why you fired James Borrego. He literally said, I'm not going to divulge that. After
1: taking – What? Two and a half months, yeah, to do the original Kenny Atkinson offer. And
2: so, so no, no, no this was firing Berego uh, oh, in the yeah, first the press Borrego. conference. Yeah, okay. Then three weeks later, it's leaked that you hired Kenny Atkinson. Mm-hmm. A week after that, Kenny Atkinson backs out, and then a week after that, you hire. So you were really deliberate in how long it took you to get a plan in place to uh, who you wanted to interview, how you want it, what Methodical. you prioritize. Methodical. Yeah. Just to have a friggin' press conference about firing the guy, then you were methodical in the way you you threw it down, only to turn around. And again, I think the best way to define Steve Clifford is good coach, not sure if it's a good situation. So you, you you could backdoor your way into a good coach, and it could still not work out if... Mitch gave you lip service on the idea of, oh, yeah, we're going to play our our normal style of basketball. We're just going to a little bit better at defense.
1: Well, what did he say? Well, well, yeah, you got to get better at everything. Oh, let me digress before I even get to that. Let me acknowledge this because I haven't said it. Steve Clifford is an excellent basketball coach. Yep. I was talking to a group, a radio group up in Sacramento, and they were asking when they were going to go with, was it Mike Brown, was it Mark Jackson, whoever else. I said, you need to look at Steve Clifford because none of these coaches have done more with less than Steve Clifford. Kimball became an all-star under Cliff. Vucevic down in Orlando now Chicago became an all-star under Cliff. He knows how to coach basketball. So this isn't that. Mm-hmm. But it's not what what you are. It's timing. It's timing and this roster looks much different than what those other rosters look like, right? So I'm with you. I go, okay, Nick, what can we expect? And essentially he said, we're going to play modern basketball. What does that mean? Not everybody has the same pieces. We're not dealing with the same chessboard here or chess pieces here.
2: Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, Golden State plays modern basketball. Mm -hmm. So do the Charlotte Hornets. They're not built exactly the right. same, and they also have different ages, different ex- like.
1: So th- does Milwaukee. Milwaukee yes. plays modern basketball. But anybody it got different. a Giannis? <laughs> yeah, well, no, it looks different from <laughs> Milwaukee. Anybody got you know. a Giannis for sale, or like we like to put an offer in?
2: So if you guys are just joining us, stands in with us. Uh, he's actually going to join us for the rest of the show. We're going to have some fun here. Yeah, we, but we're up. just we're just listening to the Steve Clifford uh, reintroductory press conference. So I thought the Mitch thing. Uh, I I, did, I really was disappointed by that. Maybe maybe he gets a chance later in the you because know, the press conference, to my knowledge, is still going on. Maybe there's a chance that he doubles back and gives his an answer. How 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 and why did you go so quickly from Kenny Atkinson piecing out to a guy who wasn't a part of the initial coaching search that you fired four years ago within seven days when the first process took you two months? However, I digress. Uh, I did think it was funny. I think it was Willie P. asked him the question, you know, why did this job interest you? This is because it was the only job he was going to get. Yes.
1: Steve Clipper was not going to be a head coach this year, obviously, if it wasn't this year.
2: There's a really good chance he was not going to get a head coaching job again. Steve's a good coach, Mm. but Steve has not been afforded a lot of interviews since – things in Orlando
1: Orlando. and let me ask you this do you think they got a bargain contract with Steve Clifford we we know we're talking about the money and there's a huge deal you've heard the reports the Atkinson money for the staff might have been an issue I've heard also that maybe that was a concern with Mm D'Antoni maybe Steve was just like look make me a reasonable offer and let's just get on with this
2: oh yeah four four million dollars for a coach to step into this no matter if the coach wasn't going to be a head coach again or not that four million dollars to step into this situation which is a risk whether it's your last job or your first job sure given the way the first two months of the search went is an absolute bargain and here's the thing because mm. you mentioned the thing i just wanted to draw kenny atkinson wanted to get money for his assistance. What I had heard is Mike Dantoni just wanted his paper. He didn't care about oh, the assistance. <laughs> <the assistants. laughs> to to paraphrase <laughs> Michael Jordan, bleep them kids. <laughs> give give Peapod Dantoni Yo. his bag and uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. So, all right. I also I, I of the good things that I heard, mm-hmm. I thought Steve Clifford's answer on these guys fired you four years ago, uh, did you have to get over any hard feelings? I thought You heard an incredibly honest answer from him where he said, well, I love the first time. We had kind of, we had missed the playoffs two straight years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had spent five years here. That's a long time in the NBA. And I kind of understood it. I didn't agree with it. He didn't agree
1: with it. That was the part that caught my attention. But I understood it. But I understood understood it, yeah.
2: And I thought that was, that from his side of things, I do think that was something that Put me a little at ease because I, I think that was a question that absolutely is out there. These same guys, right. the same two dudes fired you four years ago. Are you getting did you have to get over anything?
1: I think it shows even with the financials of what we believe is the case. Right. It shows a great level of humility. I think we all have been in circumstances where, you know, you fall out of favor of some of your friends, family, sorority, fraternity, brothers, sisters, coworkers, whatever. Like you fall out of favor with people and vice versa. And somebody has to be willing, like, okay, let's bring it back together if we can make these adjustments. I'm always. Uh, appreciative, if that's the right word, uh, I I like to see when people can make amends. Let me ask this. Is is there another question? Is there another example of where a rehire, same scenario in this short of span, benefited the organization in the NBA?
2: I mean, the Lakers with Phil Jackson. But that's Oh, you mean arguably the greatest well, no. <laughs> oh, fair point. But 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 that is to your point that is an anomaly. This is what I'm and, bringing it up. And I also think it's not just point to it in a small market. Cuz I, I I just think the more that we see here and the more we see watching the NBA, the gap between big market and small market over the last 10 years has absolutely uh, maybe even 15 years has at, with the, with a the, with the rise of the NBA in the 90s and 2000s because of TV contracts. I think the perceived gap between those two situations and good small mar- uh, sorry, really good big market teams versus bad small market teams, which is what the Hornets are until proven otherwise, the gap is insanely. So, and also then there's the gap between Phil Jackson and Steve Clifford.
1: I know we're on up against it, but real quickly for me, I look at it as I think the NBA is less big market, small market. Not that it's none of that, but it's more about like your situation. So Dame chooses to stay in Portland. Giannis chooses to stay in Milwaukee. But Dallas can't get a premier 2-1 free agent in their prime to save their lives, and it drives Cuban crazy.
2: 704-570-9610. Uh, hit us up on the Garage Door Guru text line here. We're going to keep Stan for the final segment, so we'll do the Mark Spain real estate Nick Pick halfway through the next segment. We've got what you're burning on. We'll see what Stan's burning on. But we want to hear what you guys heard. Steve Clifford, we, we played the first 15 minutes of the Steve Clifford press conference. What did you hear? Uh, and And from what we heard of, what did you not hear? Because I heard a lot more about what I didn't hear. Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak have a lot of explaining to do for the way the organization has been run the last two months. And it's not just to you and me. How it looks. Yeah. It, the optics here. The, the The Hornets, after 43 wins and doing, what is it, the 7 or 8% win bump each of the last three years, the Hornets were on the precipice, thanks to Lamelo, in those win totals. They were on the precipice of changing the way people saw the Hornets organization. And in two months— it's back to being a laugh stock, laughing stock. So this press conference was as much for the rest of the NBA as it was you and me. And I didn't hear a lot from Mitch, and we didn't hear a lot from Mitch, in fairness, that made me feel better. We'll get to that on the other side here. But again, what did you hear? What did you want to hear from the Steve Clifford Press Conference, Sports Radio, 92.7 FNC. It's Radio 927 FNZ. Welcome back. Final segment of the Nick Wilson show coming up in 60 minutes. Kyle Bailey, gonna have Steve Clifford, Hornets Head Coach. You just heard the Steve Clifford press conference on the station. It's Steve Clifford Day. Oh, by the way, he's gonna be on the morning show tomorrow, too. So it's the 24 hours of Steve Clifford. Uh, As we reintroduce him here to the good people of the Queen City. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, really quickly, want to say thank you to our guests, Scott Fowler, uh, Beth Troutman, and Ellis Williams. That's up on WFNZ.com. Don't forget, you can check out the Nick Wilson Show podcast everywhere. You get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. In the meantime, before we get into the Mark Spain Real Estate Nick Pick, before we get into what you're burning on, your chance to get in on the show, 704-570-9610-9610. Let's get to the five questions with Norfleet, our guy, Stan Norfleet. I don't know why I went, you're Stan Norfleet. We're friends. I can call you Stan.
1: That would be appropriate,
2: yeah. Uh, We have already given our answers. If you guys missed those, uh, 1220, so the third hour of our show, check those out. All right, Stan, question one. This is even more interesting after the Baker Mayfield stuff today came out that he might be willing to stay in Cleveland. Yeah, I heard the show earlier. Mm -hmm. What is the week one quarterback matchup between Carolina and Cleveland?
1: Jacoby Brazil versus Sam Donald.
2: Oh my God! That's a that's I can't say what that is. That's caca. That's bad. No, no, please, no. You know, you want to hear this? You ready?
1: That's also a win for the Carolina Panthers. Right. One of the six, I think they'll have
2: in twenty. 20- 22. Six whole wins? I got six. Wow. So Matt Rule will leave the NFL with 16 wins in three seasons for $63 million. And that is how you get up out of here, if it happens to that. Now, Coach may prove us wrong. What biopic is the mo- or which biopic is the most rewatchable?
1: Yeah, you guys had some good ones going. You know um, what I should have said? Ray. That's literally what I was getting ready to say. Sorry. I thought Jamie Foxx, who I believe is, is the best entertainer we have, uh, regardless of genre. I think Jamie Foxx is just ridiculous. Agreed. Um, Ray is outstanding. I heard somebody reference Ali. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Will Smith did a fantastic job there.
2: Doesn't it, it feel like Jamie, like, we, I don't think we've seen enough Jamie in movies recently or even like TV shows. Like, we need more Jamie Foxx, I think, if we're going to be honest here.
1: Fair. You know who else does a ton of movies, but not a lot of biopics? What?
2: The Rock. Oh, yeah. I couldn't think of a single one he'd done. So, technically, I think Walking Tall, which is about Buford T. Justice, I I technically think that is a biopic Mm -hmm. even though nobody in 2004 knew who the hell Buford T. Justice was anymore.
1: A lot of people in 2022 don't know who the hell that is either, Nick.
2: Okay, fair. Uh, A lot of people in 1972 when the first Walking (laughs) Tall came out didn't know who the hell Buford T. Justice was. Mm -hmm. All right, number three, what is your summer anthem this year?
1: There are a few of them, and so I'm terrible with this. Mm -hmm. If you remember, we had a whole segment on this one time. (laughs) Um, Itty bitty fitty, I believe you were here. So like... I have people do playlists for me, so uh-huh. I don't know the names of songs. Just sing it for us. But I know the artists a little bit. Yeah, just sing it for um, us. Just get a
2: little, give us a little five-second, ten-second
1: ditty. Uh, no, the, this one is, it, it's not Future and Drake where... He says he's too sexy for his shirt, mm-hmm. but it's another song, something similar to that. Where does
2: it also have him talking about how sexy he is? Yes, or, it,
1: but uh, this time, <laughs> this time he's saying the woman that's in his uh, European exotic automobile uh-huh. that costs a quarter million dollars uh-huh. or more. She's not as sexy as he is. Okay. So we're past the shirts.
2: All right. So it's yeah. <laughs> just future saying at some not point, yeah. do we get the correlation between the woman in the exotic car and the shirt? Cause I'd like, I'm a rankings guy. You know, this Okay. is it like the, the shirts, the bottom here, the, the woman's the, the medium level sexy. And then he's the sexiest. I think that's just where he's going. He's tier
1: one, sexy and everything. And everyone after that.
2: All right. I, you heard the veggie bowl comment. What's one thing you don't wash enough? And remember, this is a family station. Oh, unlike uh, <laughs> you and Itty
1: Bitty Fitty. First of all, that's gross, your college story. That's ridiculously what? nasty. What? I one w- time per relationship? Well, yeah. That's. Stop this.
2: I didn't know I was going to have a one-year relationship with a one girl. Man, your college dorm room's looking like
1: Jumanji. You got all type of growth. Here's, the thing. Stuff, Here's man, the thing. Hanging yeah. out in that bedroom.
2: Yeah, there was all kinds of growth <laughs> in
1: that room. Now, listen.
2: itty bitty I'm
1: proud of you. I'm not entertaining you, Nick. itty bitty I'm proud that you at least attempt to watch Ramsey because God knows in certain defeats. The Tar Heels have had.
2: Wash <laughs> like, me. Who
1: knows what's happening. All right. The answer is, I'm going to say, because uh, you know I'm I'm germaphobe over the top with it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the car. I okay. don't do the car. No.
2: All right. Since you've judged me, how often do you wash the sheets? The sheet, My sheets?
1: Yeah. Once a week. That's a lot of work, man. And if there's company, it's more than that. All right. Well, there's th- no one saying there's uh, remnants if they get in the sheets for Stan Fleet. No, sir. <laughs> 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 no no you know what <laughs> i have said face, enough i've said your, enough on this your station your face is like
2: you see an opportunity <laughs> i i have said enough on this station today no. i will not be following it up with the thing that gets me fired Listen, yeah. i am not nope you're not coming back and taking the show i know what you're i know what the angle was you've got debris in your college <laughs> situation <laughs> All hey, right. go ahead Final one of our five questions. Yeah, Paul Feinbaum called the Florida Gators program today mediocre. What's what college football program, former powerhouse, do you think of first when you think of the word mediocre?
1: So clearly I'm gonna start in in the south and the southeast. I would disagree with him saying Florida. And Virginia? uh we were never a powerhouse okay that's what uh, right. well, i shouldn't say we weren't in 50 you're tripping talking about somebody's got to be a winner for 50 years <laughs> alabama <laughs> hadn't been a winner for 50 years
2: they've got 17 national championships
1: you, you that span 50 years you don't remember that's because saban has seven on the last 14 <laughs> you forget the mike dubos and though uh who's mike shula years like alabama's been down I've seen Auburn down. Texas is probably the first when it comes to mind.
2: Yeah, I Miami and Texas are basically. Nebraska's very, on that list. Uh, I, I don't even think that we can call them mediocre. Nebraska's just bleep poor. That's Florida what State is
1: on that list.
2: All right, real quick, I wanted to get yep. to the Mark Spain real estate Nick Pick. Uh, I'm just going to be honest here. I'm doing this solely out of spite, which is uh, the Mets and Astros game. The only. Only thing you can get in this game with any kind of action on it to actually win some money is the Mets or the Astros losing by uh, two runs or more, but that's plus one forty. So I will take that. The Astros will lose tonight to the Mets by two or more runs because I'm going to get me that plus one forty. In the meantime, let's get to uh, what you're burning on seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. We'll give you thirty to sixty seconds. You give us a call. Let us know what you're burning on, Fleet. We'll start with you, my guy. What you burning on? Uh, and I'm not going
1: hard at the conference, but the 3 5 will be implemented. The scheduling format in the ACC starting in 2023. I don't know that there's a ton of winners and losers. I think Georgia Tech took one, took an L. Carolina's got a tough path. But just the Coastal, the Coastal's out. Like, the teams <laughs> that represent the Coastal, this is going to come down to... Clemson. Florida State will be competitive at some point. Who else is on that side? Uh, uh, you still have big, deep energy. Maybe Wake sticks their head up again mm-hmm. here and there.
2: Sticks there. Put some respect on that uh, the, mm, that, that football that. powerhouse. But Yeah, like the maybe NC State this
1: year. Mm-hmm. The Atlantic is going to run away with the top two teams every year. We won't see the
2: coastal chaos again. Uh, itty-bitty-fitty, what you burning on? Stan, a lot's happens since you've last been on the
3: show. I no longer live at home. Well, oh. with, or with my mom's. Yeah, he, I now he live with oh. my cousins. Kissing
1: cousins. Oh. Yeah. And Wait, hold uh, on. Yeah, was this the one? Is this uh, Flounder's cousin or
2: something like that? It's, it it's, st- it's my cousin that Flounder needs to file. <laughs> oh, <fly. yeah. laughs> Yes. So anyway, they're going to the Motley Crew concert today. They've got a week-long vacation that they're going to the beach next week. I've been there a month. And I've received no invitation to either, a, either family event. How or, how long do I have to wait to start inviting myself? We have the same last name. I'm paying rent. How long? Um, Forever. You don't invite your... The worst people in the world invite themselves to things. Well, I think when it's you know, a, a couple
1: or like when there's some romantic interest involved, mm-hmm. you can't invite yourself.
2: Well, ho- hopefully that doesn't involve itty bitty fitty in his family, though. Well, no, I was thinking flounder
1: going right. Flounder's uh-huh.
2: going. No, no. Oh, I misunderstood. This, that This whole is thing. just me. Yeah, no flounder.
1: All right. Well, who's the cousin going with? My uncle and my aunt. Oh, that's a family
2: affair. You Wilson, he can go. He can invite himself to the no, family not, affair. No, family, it's worse. If you just do it with friends, well, then you just. But like inviting yourself to family events, nothing worse than because it's awful. No, I don't have It's it. awful to be the person on the other side. There of you that. go.
1: I do it to my brother all the time. Hey, bro, I'm in the neighborhood. I got cigars and I got some yak with me. He and I just hear it in his voice, like I all just right. really don't want to deal all with right, you right
2: but now. But you said you said something there. Cigars. If you're, you're bringing a peace offering, if you're bringing something, cigars in in the yak i'm sorry it's cool if you're bringing something that wasn't there already then it then it's sure you're inviting yourself but you're bringing glad tidings if you're just like hey i want to go get drunk with you and uh whatever at the motley crew concert that's a choc it's itty Super bitty tchotch. fitty who's gonna be there a a charlotte media personality
1: fitty i'm with you wait a minute when did you cross the threshold of personality
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably right around the time he defiled Ramsey on air. <laughs> no! <laughs> Not again! Please. <laughs> uh, damn it, Roy. <laughs> 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 in about five years, Roy will be making some – Roy Williams will be reporting – or will be uh, pubbing some book that he wrote about his career. Yeah. And he'll, he'll walk in and be like, are you that young man that defiled the, <laughs> the stuffed animal Ramses? And you're just going to have to own it. Fleet, it's great to talk to Always, you, Always, man. Appreciate you guys. Y'all do a great job. All right, guys. Tomorrow, we're going to do another show. It'll be Wednesday. Will we have a quarterback? I don't. I have no friggin' idea. But until tomorrow, listen to KB next. He's got Steve Clifford coming up in the two. Clock hour, Nick Wilson for Itty Bitty Fitty saying, Stay safe and be good, Charlotte. Lord, I love you, Carolina.
0: Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you later! Charmed, I'm sure. I'm really the that's all, folks. Okay. Bye.